as a result of that, there are fewer teachers being hired. And then this leads to larger class sizes, sometimes 35, 40, 40 plus in a class at a time. Um, and this can, be make it, this can make it really difficult for teachers to give the attention and support that the students need. And it can also make it harder to manage behaviour and create an effective, positive learning environment where all your students are engaged and progressing in your lessons. Large classes not only affect teachers because they can cause additional stress and challenges, it can lead to an increased number of behaviour issues, but also affects our students because our students aren't getting the individual one-on-one -on -one attention that they need from their teachers, the attention and support they need from their teachers in large classes. And it can make it really difficult for them to create and develop positive relationships with not only their teachers, but also their classmates around them. Now, there are ways to manage large classes and the strategies that can be adopted to do this effectively um, involve firstly being organised, organising resources beforehand, organising your classroom beforehand, having a specific seating plan, um, setting out resources at the start lesson before your students come in, having everything ready to go before the start of the lesson with large classes will make things less stressful for you and will help with the flow of the lesson or make it easier in terms of the flow of lessons. And if you have TAs in your lesson, deploying tasks to them, getting them to produce, to print resources, sorry, and put them out, set them up for your ready, lesson, getting it ready for your lesson, that's going to save you so much more time, especially with these large classes. And it will reduce your stress levels. Now, establishing clear rules and routines are vital in these situations when you've got lots of students in your class. Um, so you have to make your students aware of your expectations from the get-go, aware of your rules in your classroom from the get-go. So, for example, it may be lining up your students at the start of the lesson, make sure the coats are all off before they come in, having a starter activity ready on their desk for them to complete, or uploaded, if you upload things in Google Classroom, having it scheduled so it's available as soon as they come in and sit down and get going. So your expectations are line up, coats off, enter quietly, sit down, start starter activity. Okay, so making sure that they're aware of that from the very beginning. Having clear behaviour management systems um, is also vital when dealing with large classes because with larger classes, there's an increased risk of behaviours, unfortunately, and behaviour issues, and that just comes with territory. Um, and there is also an increased risk of students not completing work or doing much work in the lesson. It's a bit like social loafing in sport with big team numbers, People can sit back and just let their teammates get on with it and not put much effort in. Um, so you've got the risk of that in the large class, as well as the risk of students messing around and causing disruptions. Because they might think, well, you're not going to spot it because it's a big class. You might not spot that one student that's disrupting the class. You might not know who is actually doing it. Or you might not know names. I mean, I was terrible with names. I was really bad. Sometimes it took me months to learn everybody in my class's names. It was really bad for me. Um, but what I did... In, in a classroom-based lesson, so these are in classroom-based lessons than a practical lesson for teaching PE. But in a classroom-based lesson, I had my seating plan with the pictures of the students on, so that I knew who the and the names underneath, so that I could refer to it during the lesson if I needed to. So that helped me a lot in terms of behaviour management because students couldn't get away with anything because I knew who they were because I could see it on my seating plan. Okay, so that's something that I used that really helped me. Um, especially with large classes when you're not going to know the names of your students that quickly, unfortunately. The quiet ones will be forgotten, unfortunately. Um, not forgotten, sorry. The quiet ones you won't get to know as quickly. Um, and the naughty ones, you might pick up their names quickly, but when you've got more than one student in your class that's disrupted because it's quite a large class, 
you might find it difficult to, learn, to remember all their names and who they are, especially if it's a class that you pick up from somebody else halfway through the year and now you've got to get to know them and you've got 35, 40 plus in your class. Um, so that's what I do. I've seen some of the pictures on the name underneath and that helps me out immensely. Um, another great strategy to use is collaborate with your colleagues um, because it shows the, the, the students that you do talk about them, you do find out things, and it shows them that you do have powers in terms of certain consequences that can be given or dealt to the students as a result of their behaviour. So, for example, I had a Year 12 sports class who... Um, which was made up with a lot of footballers, a lot of footballers. Um, and there was a coach that came in and trained them three times a week and had matches once a week. And I basically said to my class, look, I've got coach's number. So any disruptions or any disrespect or any missed deadlines, missed assignments, I'm going to let them know who it is and you won't be training or playing that week. Okay, you're missing the training session or missing the match. Um, and I used this in one lesson because I had a student who was disrupting my class on a collaborative document that I produced. I didn't know who was doing it because it was a collaborative document that everybody was typing away. And I used this. I said, that's fine. I'm going to message the coach now and training will be cancelled tonight. You won't have training after the lesson today. And I got to the bottom of that as well. I found out who it was because I had that power, so to speak. I had that collaboration with a colleague to be able to do that. So sometimes collaborating with colleagues can be really important, especially with large classes and students that you might not know very well. Now, another thing that we will, would help in terms of dealing with large classes is incorporating group work in your lessons as much as you can. Get the students to work collaboratively in group because not only does it develop their teamwork skills and it develops their social skills as well to be able to work effectively in, in a team, but it also helps you to reduce your workload in a way because you're not producing resource after resource after resource to try and cover a whole entire lesson. You can produce collaborative resources with groups of students that they work together on as a group and you can differentiate within that, within the resource that you produce for those for that group of students. Now, I did it quite a number of times when we had Chromebooks and every student had a Chromebook, so I uploaded Google Drive documents and google slides where i put them into groups i did a whole class on google slides and i put them in little groups on different slides and i gave them different tasks to do and i had differentiated tasks so they had well, they were in groups of four for example and i had a slide where it had their name and their letter so a b or c a b c or d in their group and their name was next to that letter and then on each slide i had specific questions for the person a b c and d so i differentiated it in that way and it may seem like that resource took a long time to develop, produce, but it didn't because it was one document that I produced for the whole class. I did a collaborative document where they can all um, add to and write type on. But even if you did the separate group documents, it still it reduces your workload in the long run because you're not trying to produce rules, resource after resource after resource, and trying to uh, make sure that you've got enough plans for a whole lesson. When doing collaborative work, you can actually save you time in your planning, um, get students to work together. And you can have more able students supporting the less able students. And you've got students that might not feel as anxious in terms of completing work lessons and struggling on their own because they don't know what they're doing or they don't understand the work and the task is too big for you to be able to provide enough support to them. So getting the students to work as a group collectively can really help them because they can then rely on each other and help support each other as well. Now, planning and delivering interactive lessons will also encourage student participation and it will create a positive learning environment because you can incorporate fun challenges. So, for example, you can use Kahoot or Slido or Quizlet 
or Padlet, Padlet for example, to get students to work collaboratively on or to create challenges and quizzes so they're competing against each other. So that can really increase engagement, create a fun learning environment for students as well. Um, but using technology is also a good way of helping students get instant feedback. So do using Kahoot or using Google Forms where they repeat questions in the quiz and then they get instant feedback. It's going to support you in large classes. It's going to, it's going to help the learning of your larger classes um, because they'll get instant feedback themselves. And then what you'll do the next lesson as a starter activity or just after the starter activity is you can then go through that Google Form and iron out the misconceptions as a whole class. So then you're then supporting their learning. So it gives you instant feedback and the students instant feedback. Um, but also using positive reinforcement to help you engage your learners um, and doing it publicly. So that's another thing why it's important to have the season plan with the name, with the pictures and names on them. So you know you can, you can, call, you can call students by their names quickly and you can praise them publicly so that they may sound feel good, it increases them to their self-esteem and they're more likely to be involved in your lessons and more likely to be engaged in your lessons. Um, and it shows that you're actually aware of what's going on, like you're picking up people that are doing really well. And it's sometimes better in large classes to look for the positives and negatives rather than constantly talking about, like constantly not having a go, but constantly picking up on so-and-so's doing this wrong, so-and-so's doing this wrong. So it's better to be positive. And say, oh, well done to so-and-so, you've done this. Or, well done to this group here are fantastic. These groups here are really well working really hard. Because it helps them kind of toe the line a bit more. Because they're seeing that you're picking on positives rather than negatives. So, large classes can be daunting at first. Of course they can. Um, but implementing effective strategies, such as the ones I've talked about today, can really help you manage those large classes. can really help you reduce your stress levels. Um, and also reduce the risk of increased behaviour issues in your lessons so that you're then able to create a more positive learning environment for your students. If you wouldn't mind sharing this video and just leave me a comment, let me know what your behaviour policy is like in your school and your experiences of implementing behaviour policy in your lessons. And if you'd like further support, if you're struggling as a trainee teacher or an early careers teacher with behaviour management and managing the classrooms effectively, then come join me at Thames Teaching Tips. There's a link somewhere below this video. Just click on the link. You can copy and paste it into your web browser. £6 a month, that's £1.50 a week, around 20p a day receive strategies on a weekly basis to support you in the classroom, to help you improve your classroom management, develop your skills, engage your learners and pave your way to become an outstanding teacher.